Welcome to the Daily Cron for Thursday, March 21st, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. Today, I just wanted to spend a few minutes talking about an issue that came up this evening for me, um, and that is working with uh, old code. See, I I spent most of my evening trying to get these kind of last-minute, hopefully final updates done to this little project for somebody. And uh, this project is, is, is an app that I didn't write. Uh, but I, I made some updates too, but uh, my focus was not on the user interface stuff, but it uses some really old and some third-party classes for some of the UI elements that I'm not really familiar with, and I was and uh, I was mostly trying to avoid. <laughs> but I had to go around and try to debug something tonight and then fix it, and so, I mean, I thought I'd give a few little tips. They're probably pretty basic if you are familiar with, you know, if you've done any development with other people or worked on any old code bases, but Still, I think valuable, especially if you're relatively new to the uh, field and you're maybe you're used to uh, greenfield development when you just say file new and make whatever you want. When you have someone else's code, uh, what I think is my philosophy here, or when I'm looking at old code, um, whether it be mine or, or, or somebody else's, I think this applies, I think, in both situations, but especially when it's old you know, code that you're really not familiar with, uh, you have to tread very lightly. Because uh, it's very easy to introduce bugs into a code base when you're trying to edit things you don't fully understand. I mean, it's easy enough to uh, put bugs into something when you do understand it, but when you're you, you're looking at code that's like really old, like in this case, some of this code was written in it's all Objective C, and then it's written in uh, like pre-Arc Objective C in places where you had to do retain release cycles. Like this is really old style. And if you're new to developing on like iOS, for instance, you're not going to encounter that when you do file new and you make a new app. You're not even going to be writing in Objective-C. Most likely, you'll be writing in Swift. So if you are working on an old app or somebody else's work, you may encounter these uh, scenarios. And when you do, the most important thing I, could, I, I can suggest is just to modify as little as possible. So I was trying to fix, like, uh, basically, there's just, like, one of the things I was trying to fix was like a third-party kind of like table view class. It's it was it's a little weird. It's it like wraps a table view and makes like a drop down thing. And uh it's very non standard. And I'm not really familiar how it works. It, it, there's just there's like a whole bunch of code <laughs> to make it work. And uh I had to fix something very minor on it. I want to change behavior in a very minor way. <clears throat> so first thing I did was I went to the header file. So uh in Objective C you have headers and you have cl- implementation files. So I went to the .h file for this because uh, luckily enough, it was in there. Uh, if the, if this was like a compiled in uh, like library, it would have been a different story how to, how to mess around with this scenario. But in this case, I had the source code. It was in the project, so that was lucky. So I went to header file, and I looked around on the header and, and to see if there was any properties or any methods, any explanation of like uh, uh, any, anything I could mess with, anything I could change, like a variable I could change to get the behavior I wanted. I didn't see anything in there. So I looked through the source code, uh, you know, the implementation file, the .m class, and I went through that. And then I started uh, attaching a debugger and just trying to find out what's happening in this code. Now, luckily, it is pretty much like a weird wrapper around table view stuff. So it's calling uh, table view delegate methods and that kind of thing. So I was able to eventually, uh, using the debugger, kind of trace back into the, the source code where, uh, you know, what code was firing when I would tap this this element 
uh, you know, whose behavior I wanted to change. And then I look at the, the method that gets called and I'm like, oh man, this method is, this method is not uh, really open. It's like a private kind of method in there. It's not open for changes. It's not complicated. And I poking around for another 10 or 15 minutes playing around with stuff. I figure out what I need to do. Uh, I, you know, I modified it in place in the implementation file, uh, one little bit at a time. I didn't delete anything. I just like commented out the code in the area that I was going to replace, put a little one, like a little bit of my code in there it was actually ended up being like one line, <clears throat> but I put it in there and I made sure it worked. And then I was like, okay, <clears throat> but I didn't stop there because I didn't want to just completely change the behavior of this, uh, class. That I don't fully understand. So what I did was uh, I did the next uh, kind of thing, when I, which next kind of tip I'll suggest is when you do have to go and modify, refactor some old code, try not to break the API contract that the class is already providing. So in this case, there's a class that has certain behaviors and it has certain methods and properties that are there and they, and they, you know, they have an expected behavior. So I didn't want to change any of the default behavior. That means I had to put back the code I had commented out and instead, uh, what I chose to do, because this was a very, uh, the most straightforward thing to do, is I put uh, my little code change in an if statement. And I added a, because this was a, this was a very simple behavior change, I added a Boolean to the header file. And I set the default for no. So if uh, you do nothing with this class, it'll just work the way it did before, using the exact same code as before. But if you, uh, when you actually go to use a class, set this, set this uh, Boolean parameter to yes, then it will implement my little change and the behavior will change. So this way, I'm not breaking the contract that already exists. I'm not mucking around with the internal methods more than I actually have to. Uh, I'm maintaining the uh, default behavior. Uh, and that way, I have hopefully not, not broken anything. <laughs> You know, so I, I did this little change and then I implemented the little Boolean in my uh, calling class and everything was golden. So uh, so that's the, the main thing I would say. You have to tread carefully when you're modifying someone else's code or especially like really old code, any co code you don't understand, actually. But uh, in, in this case, I feel like uh, it was especially it's especially important for me to tonight because like I really don't want to be <laughs> messing around with this very much. It's just it's it's old and crusty and not mine and I, I don't want to deal with it. But the uh, so the but those tips apply everywhere when you're working with uh, someone else's code. You know, don't break the contract. You know, make small changes and uh, you can um, adapt the contract like I was doing in this case uh, in a way that didn't break anybody else's usage of it. Um, but don't go like just changing things internally about and, uh, and changing the default behavior. <clears throat> That's usually not a good idea. Uh, some other stuff I had to do with tonight on this this old app, <clears throat> I had to do with like images. I'd open up Photoshop and do some some sleuthing around about you know why things didn't seem to be aligning right and that kind of deal. And turned out to be uh, I think uh, pretty much just like graphical asset issues, and that'll come up a lot too uh, because this this app has a big um, old storyboard storyboard on it, and it's a very complicated layout for a very for a simple app and. Uh, you know, and I, I went. Through, I did all these complicated constraints on it originally, a long, a long time ago, when I was adapting it. I really, really didn't want to mess with the constraints. So 
Here's another tip, <laughs> specifically for iOS. You have a lot of complicated constraints for whatever reason. Like in this case, um, I don't know. I, I I couldn't at the time replace it with something like a stack or whatever. So <clears throat> I couldn't do that. So it's all very complicated and and uh, and just tons and little constraints. And I really don't want to have to figure out how that works now because it took me forever to build it. So I don't I don't want to be messing around with that stuff. Uh, so I was going in there and very very carefully poking around, like changing one modifying one tiny constraint at a time, making sure it didn't uh, break anything uh, until I figured out that probably uh, until I figured out it might not be like a constraint issue because everything looked all right. So it was probably maybe an asset issue. And then I looked at the actual image assets themselves. And then I actually had to open up in Photoshop to figure out what was going on with them. Cause it was very, very subtle sizing issues that are, that are not obvious at all to the naked eye, um, that kind of thing. So, but in Photoshop, it, was relatively simple, even though I don't really know Photoshop very well to go in there and and make some fixes. So, again, I tried not to touch things I didn't have to. I tried to make the the fewest changes possible. And uh, all along the way, I'm doing this. Every time I found a solution that worked, here I uh, I checked it in the source control into my Git repo. Uh, this way, I'm not making uh, tons of uh, tons of changes per commit. I'm making one small change per commit. That's another strategy I have because I want to be able to backtrack if I have to. And I don't want to have uh, a bunch of changes that are unrelated in one commit. Uh, when when you're dealing with uh, source control, you generally want your commits to be like uh, one feature, one bug fix, one change. That means you could be changing multiple files and everything, but it has to be all in service of like this one uh, bug change. And, uh, and there's more advanced techniques for dealing with source control when you have to make a lot of changes all over the place. because uh, you don't want to get in a situation where you made a bunch of changes and now you don't know which one fixes it or which one's making things worse. It happens. You want to have an easy way of backing out without losing too much work. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, when you when should you commit things or when should you make another branch to just play with and you know commit stuff that kind of deal. That's a whole other topic. But and there's lots of advice out there. But through practice, I think you'll find um, your own rhythm or your team will have some kinds of procedures for this. So that was like the second thing, and then the uh, the other thing I had to do was, uh, was something very very easy, and uh, I was just modifying constraint in the storyboard. So I know a lot of people don't like storyboards, and I don't mind storyboards actually because in this case, um, two of the issues were visual. Well, all the issues were kind of visual related, but two of them were obvious when you looked at the storyboard. You could see that there was something off. It just turned out that in one case it was kind of asset related, and in another case. It was uh, a simple modification of a constraint. So in both cases, it was a lot simpler to figure out what was going on by just looking at the storyboard. And it's in these instances where uh, I'm glad there's a storyboard in, in, in place, even though storyboards have lots of issues. But I, I think they, the, the visual nature of, uh, of an app, like the one I was working on, uh, makes a lot of sense having in a storyboard. Uh, other times I've done iOS development, I tend to do a lot of uh, programmatic layout uh, and setting up of constraints and stuff, and that can be great and often necessary, but it can be really um, difficult then to figure out what's going on. Uh, you have to use other tools to visualize it, like in Xcode, or you have to like even visualize it in your head or something to try to try to figure out like what, how things are laid out. Uh, constraints are a whole other uh, bag of worms. I could, I could talk talk your ear off for probably for hours about 
whether that whole uh, engine is a good idea or not. I think in general, the, the short of it is yes. I think it's a, a generally positive improvement, but Apple could go a long way in, in making it easier to deal with uh, constraint-based layout. But so that was it. I was just uh, working, on, working on this old pre-ARC Objective-C code tonight and uh, maybe think about my techniques for, for uh, making these kinds of changes. And uh, they sound obvious, and they kind of are obvious, but they're not necessarily obvious when you're first starting out, because I did not always act this way. <laughs> you know, uh, there's many times in long long ago where where I would make a change, you know, I'd try to be messing with something, I, and I, you, I, I'd end up down a rabbit hole, lots of little changes on something, and then I have no idea, you know, what happened. You know, it, it, no idea what, what change fixed it or what change made things worse, and then you have to kind of backtrack all the way and start over again, and that's a waste of effort and time because you haven't under, you haven't gained any understanding, nor have you actually fixed the problem. So there you go. My 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 few little tips tips there basically can be summed up as tread carefully and make the minimal amount of changes you can, and uh, don't break anything. It's most important. Don't make the problem worse. Okay, so that's a you know pretty short one. Not a lot to it tonight. Uh, and completely and utterly boring for any of you who are not app developers on the iOS platform. So you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, so uh, I apologize, but that's actually my main focus of my time is uh, development. I just don't uh, haven't lately been bringing that up as much. Uh, so that's it for this uh, Thursday. Hey, I guess it kind of works as a throwback Thursday because it's a throwback to some really old code. Look at that. Kind of got a full circle in there. Anyway, that's it for tonight. Uh, tomorrow, I'm hoping to go check out some friends who are going to be playing in Lansdale at the Underground. We'll see if that works out. Um, and if it does, I'll probably talk about it later. Mm, well, probably next week, because <laughs> I have to get the podcast done before I go out. Uh, anyway, whatever I talk about, uh, we'll find out together tomorrow. Till then, have a good night.